Hello, everyone, and welcome to That 20 Show with your boy, your host, Kamian Gordon. Uh, this is the show where we go through the ups, the downs, the roller coaster, the trials, the tribulations that are your 20s. Today, we have an awesome show with a very special guest, my boy, Evan. Evan, how you doing, my man? Going on, dude. Dude, can't complain. So uh, this is a crazy story. Evan and I, we met each other, what, uh, 10 years ago? Roughly, yeah. It's got to be 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, so we basically did this uh, cool baseball tournament. It's called the Maccabi Games. And it's where all these, like, middle school Jewish kids get together at some city and you play sports uh, or compete, right? So we met each other because we were both playing baseball. And you were with, uh, which JCC were you with? Rockland, Rockland County, New York. Rockland, there you go. Oh, you know what's so funny? I should have worn it, actually. I still have that uh, Rockland County um, pullover. (laughs) The Adidas one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I still rock that thing. Shit, I should have gotten it, but hey. It's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of how we met. Um, it's been a couple years since we last spoke, um, but, you know, we're catching up today. So, you know, man, Evan, can you just uh, talk to the people a little bit about who you are, your background, and kind of what you've been up to the last couple of years? Yeah. Um, my name's Evan. Uh, <laughs> my background, baseball, sports, growing up. I grew up in Rockland County, New York and uh, throughout high school. And then I went to college up at Southern New Hampshire University. Um, I played baseball my freshman year and uh, I ended up tearing my labrum, getting hurt uh, going into my sophomore year. Um, but I stayed up there, went to school, got my degree, uh, met my now fiance, and uh, I've been up here in New Hampshire ever since, just working and, and living life. So uh, it's been a crazy couple of years moving, you know, couple different spots but uh things are good that's awesome man do you love new hampshire i've never actually been out there but uh clearly you're liking it to stay out there right new hampshire is awesome new hampshire is uh quiet people are nice it's clean it's safe um <laughs> i'm not in the the middle of the country I'm, I'm you know half hour from boston but i'm far enough away where it's still quiet so it's nice that's awesome, man. Dude, we did the exact same thing. Um, I mean, like, I'm from Southern California originally, uh, in Orange County, and I went to ASU for school, and I stayed out in Arizona. It's, I'm going on six years out here now. Uh, and I know a lot of – I don't know about you. A lot of my friends kind of stayed wherever they went to college. Um, it's still a little bit early to see if people are going to go back uh, back home, but a lot of my friends are staying out to where they went to school. It's kind of wild. Yeah, same here. A lot of my friends are in Massachusetts, New Hampshire. Uh, Connecticut, wherever they ended up going to school, especially in the Northeast, they ended up staying there. No, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah, I meant to ask you, how did you, uh, how did you end up getting injured? Like, was on a play, just like throw your arm? Like, what, what happened? I caught a fastball over my head and took my shoulder with it. Oh, shit. Damn, dude. Oh, yep. so bad. <laughs> The worst thing that's ever happened to me is uh, <laughs> I sprained my left ankle, but it was off of the stupidest stuff. I was just I lifted too heavy at the gym one time, and I couldn't get the weight up, and I just fell, twisted it wrong. It's the absolute most embarrassing story ever. Yeah, it wasn't a pleasant <laughs> feeling for sure, by any means. But hey, man, you know what? I'm like, I'm jealous. You got to experience college ball a little bit. I can only watch in the stands, so like that's a that's a super cool experience you got to have there. Yeah, it was fun. Not for sure. All right, man. So what are you up to nowadays? You know, tell me a little bit. Um, so you went to school, graduated. So tell me a little bit about 
I mean, school also, like, how did you, how did you enjoy college? How did you get through it? Was it tough? Did you kick ass? Did it kick your ass? Yeah, I loved college. Um, best four years of my life mm-hmm. uh, by far. I consider it, I, I kicked its ass, no problem. Um, I actually went to school for sports business. Oh, and nice. uh, I ended up, um, I'm in the food service industry now. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with sports. Yep. But, uh, you know, it's funny how things come full circle. Um, I minored in marketing. And I wish I majored in marketing because I ended up finding a true passion for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back to school for my master's in it. Um, but I ended up just kind of killing, you know, killing my way through college, crushing it out here and finding out what I wanted to do and kind of just went for it. Um, you know, gained experience, internships, side hustle, jobs, whatever it may be, and just kind of went for it. That's awesome, man. So, um, so what did you, I guess, what was the, the plan A that you had? Cause you said you wanted to do sports business, correct? Sports business or sports management? Uh, sports management. Um, it was part of the business school. I wanted to be a sport agent. Okay. Got it. That, that was my, uh, my dream job, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized I didn't want to go to law school <laughs> and that kind of put a twist on things. So, um, luckily that sport management, um, degree was mostly business, mm-hmm. um, with a focus on emphasis in sports, but anything could translate to any industry. No, absolutely. So did you ever really pursue sports at all? Or were you in college when you realized that you didn't want to go to law school and you wanted to try something else out? Um, I interned for um, Mike Tannenbaum, who used to be the GM of the New York Jets um, at his sport agency. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. I learned a a ton um, Mm -hmm. and I loved it there. And it was while I was in college that I kind of found my passion, if you want to call it, for marketing. and the psychology behind marketing and, mm-hmm. and why people click and why people buy and colors and tone and uh, all things that can affect someone's purchasing abilities. Um, and that's what got me into marketing. And unfortunately it was too late to change my major. So I minored in it. Um, but yeah, that's, it kind of just happened just from exploring and figuring out what I really like to do. That's awesome, man. <laughs> that's so interesting. I, uh, so I had a construction management uh, at school and I did a marketing class and I couldn't get into it. I mean, granted, marketing is not my thing, but the entire time I was doing it, I was just thinking, dude, put a psychologist out there. Like, that's mm-hmm. all this is, you know? So it's super mm-hmm. interesting to hear your perspective, especially, I mean, we both share love for sports. Hell, I'm wearing yeah. baseball hat, my Angels jersey, you know? Uh, you got your baseball hat on too. So it's really cool to kind of see how you went from sports and then you found your passion kind of through trial and error through your internship and eventually found, uh, wound up where you are now. So tell me a little bit about that. How did you find where you are at now? How did you kind of get paired up with the job that you're at? And how's the experience been so far? How did you go from entry level to where you are today? Yeah, so um, I actually found the company I'm at now on Indeed. Uh, I was kind of one of those lucky, luck of the draw. They were looking to hire. I was looking to to shift my career from where what I was doing to um, more of a managerial higher up uh, position. And we interviewed and had a couple of phone calls and I went into the office and it kind of just hit it off with the guys. Um, noticed that it was a very family oriented culture. Everybody helps everybody. Um, each department, you know, helps each department. And it was kind of the right fit. It just felt right. Um, I started there as a marketing manager and moved my way up to a sales and marketing manager um, where I managed the marketing department 
and half of our um, sales reps, outside sales reps. And uh, now I'm the director of marketing, so I oversee all in-house uh, digital print marketing, and I also manage our uh, 17 rep groups out in the field. So uh, my hand's in a little bit of each part of the business, which I love mm -hmm. um, to do. But uh, yeah, just work your way up from just taking on more responsibility and, and just doing things and learning from failure and, and kind of, you know, playing the game. Absolutely. Dang, dude. So I didn't realize that you were a director already. How many years were you, uh, have you been in this company now for? Uh, four. Okay. Wow. That's a pretty, I mean, from what I would imagine, that's a pretty rapid ascension. So congrats to you, man. That's really yeah, great going. You. It's a, it's a really good company. The guys are, the guys and girls at the company are mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and I'm just, I, I'm trying to take on as much as I can, as much responsibility as, as much, uh, experience and learning lessons as I can. Um, and it's definitely helped for sure. That's awesome, man. It really, I mean, I think for everyone listening, it really shows you when you have a true passion and you love what you're doing. And when you have that mindset of, uh, yeah, like I want to take on as much as I can, like fill my plate up. I want to eat, so to speak, you know, you can yep. really see that ascension and growth happen quickly, which is awesome. I, uh, I want to take a step back to what you said a couple of minutes ago, you know, talking about, uh, obviously you've learned a lot, but you've also had a lot of failures along the way. And that is something that everyone experiences. And that's something that at least a lot of people, I know that I have trouble doing failure. So could you talk to me a little and talk to us a little bit about some of the major failures that you had, kind of what the situation was, what happened, and then how you reacted and learned from that failure to kind of grow and, you know, move forward in your career? Yeah. Um, failures come in all shapes and sizes right um you know when it comes to digital marketing for example um one of my failures was not utilizing video enough mm -hmm. we were doing mostly still images um on facebook instagram and uh just wasn't getting the engagement i was looking for you know wasn't getting the the attention that i was looking for um and that community that social media is supposed to build mm -hmm. and um, we started switching about 85 maybe 90 percent of our content to video whether it's a short video, educational video, whatever it may be. And uh, it, it took off, it skyrocketed. And um, it, was a, it was a failure, you know, understanding what works, what doesn't. Um, but once you understand what works, you go with it and, and run. Um, mm -hmm. Another failure, I mean, <laughs> companies have certain policies when you first start that you may not know about. Mm -hmm. um, when it, yep. whether it comes to you know average you know the way they advertise or their their um, whatever it may be, and uh, my first week I, I did something in an email blast that I wasn't <laughs> supposed to. I'm not going to say what it was, but uh, <laughs> I got a call from the boss pretty quickly on my oh, second damn. day. And uh, oh, your second day? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Get and, it. Get uh, it was a, it was a note taken for sure. Um, but you learn from it, right? <laughs> Right? Yep. It's frustrating. You get angry, but you learn from it. And it hasn't happened since. Um, so there's definitely been a couple of hiccups in the way, but uh, you just you keep moving forward. Absolutely. You know, I uh, I'm really happy. Obviously, you know, we won't go into what happened, but I think that's such a perfect example that on your second day you did something, and obviously you're fresh, you're green, you don't know what you're doing, and the head honcho is the one to tell you, you know like, yo, you messed up, like, don't do that again. And obviously yeah. you took note and you learned from it going forward. But the fact of the matter is 
that was it. You didn't get fired. You weren't demoted. It's not like you were sent home. It's just like, hey, kid, this isn't what you should do. And you learn from it, move forward, you know? Yeah, the, the good companies and, and the good uh, leaders, I should say, managers, leaders, mm-hmm. um, wouldn't just fire anybody for that, right? It, it's nobody's perfect. Everybody mm-hmm. has made mistakes in their lives. Um, as long as you learn from it and, you know, it doesn't happen again, you know, most, most people are okay with it. It's when that same mistake happens over and over and over again uh, is when you start to to see some anger and frustration out of people. No, absolutely. That's so, that's so huge. I understand. Do you feel like after that happened, you know, the boss kind of gave a talking to, do you feel like you became more apprehensive, almost more like, you know, walking on eggshells or do you feel like, okay, got out of my system time to move forward and show everyone what I got? Um, a little bit of both. It, it uh, definitely made me want to learn more about the company's policy mm-hmm. uh, about how they do things and why instead of just starting and hitting the ground running and going. And once you understand the why, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't walking on eggshells, but if I did something, I'd run it past my supervisor real quick and say, hey, just want to make sure this look all right to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. This is good to go. And then from there, you know that content or article or blog or whatever you did is good to send out and you're good. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's... It was a, a step back for sure, but it makes you really dig in and, and learn, uh, which is important. No, absolutely. Um, you know, talking about your advisor there, actually, um, you know, I, when I was at my old company, I wanted to talk to my advisor a lot, you know, especially for big emails or whatever, to kind of get that second glance. Um, mm-hmm. But then I got to a point where I was like, should I bother him with this or do I take that leap of faith and just send it? So like, what is, what is your advice? Do you feel like you didn't care? You would ask your advisor, you know, to look over things as long as you needed to until you felt comfortable. Or did you kind of after a while just say like, I'm going to send it and whatever happens happens, especially Um, with that, you know, first email blast where you did get the message from the boss. Like how did you work that out? Yeah, luckily me and my supervisor, even now, um, have such a good relationship where I can shoot something by him and mm-hmm. just real quick. Um, I'd say about 80% of the stuff that we do, um, social media, email marketing, print, whatever it is, um, I, I approve if I like what my team does and, and we're good to go um, as a collective group, obviously. It's the large stuff, like uh, we do a quarterly newsletter that's pretty long. Um, we do some very specific advertising for trade shows that needs to be, you know, precise. Um, I send that out to all the department heads to proofread for grammar mistakes and just to get their opinion so we can work as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, but the little day-to-day like social media posts and, um, you know, social media marketing and day-to-day email blasts is just something that my team puts together and, and I send out. Okay. Got it, man. That's awesome. It's awesome to hear. So, um, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about your failures, things that you didn't do so well and you had to learn from. Tell me a little bit about some of your greatest successes, like some of your greatest, you know, achievements that you've had at your company so far and kind of how they came to be. Yeah. Um, well, getting my master's degree is a great success for me. That's awesome. Uh, big, big achievement. My company actually helped me with that um, to, to get there and, and further my education and my career. It's awesome. Um, you know, I, I'd have to say, 
one of my big, my biggest successes is growing as a, a leader and a manager um, and a supervisor and really getting to know my employees and understanding how they work, how, you know, what motivates them. Um, going into a managerial job three years out of college, I didn't know much. Um, I didn't have much experience in it. Um, so one of my biggest successes is learning how to manage and learning how to lead a group of people, um, especially a large outside sales force, mm -hmm. to get them motivated to build those relationships, to get them to want to you know, work with us and sell, um, has definitely been my biggest success, in my opinion. That's awesome, man. And like you said, I mean, three years out of college to be in a managerial position, I mean, that's that's crazy. I'm about two years out myself. I couldn't imagine an, an, an equivalent situation having to manage people in just a year. I mean, you know, but it's obviously testament to you and how quickly you've grown and, you know, been able to just grow and do well at your company. So, I mean, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. I know, absolutely. Um, so, you know, talking a little bit more about that leadership, because I mean, that is so huge and it's something, I think, that, I mean, it definitely is a skill and I think it's a skill that a lot of people don't think they have, but I think it's a skill that is cultivated, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously you got your master's degree. What are some other things that you've done to nurture this leadership ability to refine and, you know, define your leadership skills and your abilities? Yeah, um, I think playing sports helped tremendously. Awesome. Um, playing baseball just all my life and basketball and now golf since I can't play baseball anymore. <laughs> um, just being able to, to play as a team and lead as a team and, and do the right thing has helped me tremendously in my professional you know, life now. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm really big on education. So, yeah, my master's degree helped. Uh, I've done numerous uh, outside certifications on leadership management that go over, um, you know, how to work with employees, how to figure out what motivates them, what demotivates them. Um, like we talked about earlier, psychology, right? You know, what do they like? What don't they like? And for me, the biggest part about it is is leading by example. Um, so I don't expect my team to do any work that I wouldn't do myself. Um, and, and I still do the day-to-day -day stuff when I need to. So it's one of those things that it's just a learning experience. Um, but sports growing up and playing as a team and being in that atmosphere helped tremendously. No, that's absolutely huge. Um, I loved all of that. Um, so, I mean, of course, going and getting food education is a great way to learn management, to learn leadership skills, how to interact with, um, you know, your employees. Is there any, is there anyone that you follow on social media or, you know, that posts about leadership that you like to follow? Because obviously it's not so easy for us to, you know, a lot of us to go and get a course or go get a master's degree. It's not so easy. So who do you kind of listen to that the people listening could have access to after this podcast is over and they can go yeah. out and listen to and learn from? So I'm big on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I think okay. it's awesome. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's, yep. everybody knows him, but the guy speaks the truth, um, being empathetic, being a great leader, understanding your employees. He, he's all about that, right? Mm -hmm. um, David Meltzer. David Meltzer is another large uh, influencer in the marketing world. He owns his own sport marketing uh, agency, but he's a highly respected CEO. He talks about working with his employees, how he went from, I'm, I actually read his book, he went from rich to broke to rich, mm -hmm. um, and you know how he moved back up that corporate ladder by implementing certain tactics. Um, 
And a, a lot, I think a lot about leadership too is, is positivity and mindset, right? And mm-hmm. I follow Tony Robbins a lot. Okay. Who, I'm sure you know who he is. He's yeah, all definitely. about positive mindset and, and, and scalability. Um, so those three are kind of my big three, but there are so many out there nowadays that are going crazy on social media um, that you can follow pretty much any top CEO, any top CMO, whoever, any manager really on social media, and you'll see how they act as a, a leader. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think what you just said is so perfect. I mean, if you want to stay relevant in today's world, you have to have social media in at least some form. You know, it's, mm-hmm. this is not a hard and fast rule, but it's highly suggested. And to everyone out there listening, that is so true. You can find your favorite company, the leaders of those companies. And even if it's not the CEO, even if it's the third or fourth guy in charge, the CTO, whatever, you can follow them and learn from them and see how they talk, interact, what they do, what they post. So, I mean, truly anyone in any type of medium can be a uh, way for you to learn how to improve yourself and your skills. And maybe it's not just only leadership, maybe it's communication, um, maybe it's just, you know, grit, maybe, you know, whatever it might be. So absolutely. I think There's that's a, a great point. Skills you can learn. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's absolutely a fantastic point. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you about is, you know, we talked a little bit about your failures, talked about your successes um so where you are at right now um i think you've mentioned a little bit but i want you to really go into your challenges and your day-to-day job you know i know um motivating employees might be challenging or i know like you said like you wouldn't you might have to be empathetic and you wouldn't have your employees do anything that you wouldn't do but what are some maybe outlandish challenges or just your day-to-day challenges that you find you know going into the office um, day-to-day challenges, definitely time zone differences, because I, I uh, work with some people on the West Coast, okay, all, all across the country. So time zone differences is a, definitely a big challenge. Um, I travel a lot, um, so making that you know work time and travel to get the job done versus being at home with my fiance and dog and uh, is definitely a challenge in, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always trying to find ways to help my distributors make more money, help the customer be satisfied and happy. There are daily challenges that come along with it, whether it's shooting a new production video, whether it's um, you know dealing or solving an issue or a problem that someone's having. Uh, there are so many different daily challenges that it's one of the reasons why I like my job. It's not the same every day. There's yep. variety. Um, but daily challenges come in large and small uh, circumstances for me. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's fantastic. Um, do you have a, like, a, I mean, I've, I've seen some of your photos. I see you at trade shows and stuff, you know, like, is there a, I'll call it a challenge, like a yearly challenge, like a trade show or something that, you know, happens every year that, you know, in the back of your mind, I got to prep for this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have, um, large, well, normally, given the pandemic situation, yeah. we do um, about four to six large, large trade shows that I coordinate start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and people can tell at work during that time when it's about to you know, finalize, I get kind of in my zone, don't, mm-hmm. don't deal with me type thing. And um, challenges working with third parties to make sure everything's coordinated properly, making sure the equipment's getting there on time, making sure um, that none of the equipment's damaged on top of properly marketing the conference or expo to gain it, you know, attention and 
and uh, end users to come look at the stuff is definitely my biggest challenge in my role um, mm -hmm. because there's so much that's out of my control when it comes to third parties putting down electrical cords and making sure it's in the right spot and ship dates getting there on time and um, that's a huge challenge for me and people at work know during trade show times like I'm in my zone like headphones are on you know don't don't come bother me unless you really need me <laughs> do not disturb the beast when he's at work <laughs> yeah. um you know uh, speaking of challenges like you said we are in a global pandemic right now a yeah. lot of things are changing a lot of things are different for a lot of people um i mean we're zooming right now because obviously you're across the the country from me but this is how businesses are operating now so talk to me a little bit about that. How has you, how have you and your company pivoted so quickly to deal with this uh, Corona pandemic that we're going through right now? Yeah, luckily um, for our industry, we're kind of at the top of, of social media, right? We've been on there. It's not anything new to us, so we can still post like we normally do. Mm -hmm. um, but we changed our marketing shift, being more empathetic to people, uh, not, you know, salesy, less salesy, more empathy. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to, you know, I do, I travel the country with our distributors and do a lot of face-to-face -face meetings. Um, because of this, I've done a lot of Zoom meetings, of course, but we're also doing a lot of educational webinars. So um, instead of just sales pitches and presentations, it's strictly educational for our distributors to learn more about our products, for our end users to learn um, a little more about who we, we really are as a company more than just our products. Mm -hmm. um, so I've held numerous webinars the last couple of weeks um, for different segments, just on strictly educational um, purposes. And, you know, being empathetic and realizing everybody's in this together and we're all suffering um, is going to get us through and, and bigger and stronger at the end of the tunnel. That's awesome, man. I love hearing that. Um, do you have history with webinars? Was that kind of just something you just picked up and kind of started to run with? Yeah, um, I kind of taught myself. I I, it's interesting because when you manage rep groups, like sales reps in different parts of the country, um, you can't always go fly out and just do a one day, you know, training. Mm -hmm. um, so I utilized webinars with my company to be able to train our West Coast sales reps and our, you know, reps out in Oregon and in Northwest um, virtually. And luckily, it's, it's a time now where we already had the software and we can continue to use it. That's awesome, man. I, I really love hearing that because, I mean, like you said, you didn't have a lot of experience with webinars. You taught yourself, learned on the fly, and clearly you've had success. And so I think it's really poignant to point out that you cannot have experience with something, just jump into it, you know, feet first, but then find your grounding and run with it and be successful with it. You know, obviously there's going to be a tinge of fear, maybe nervousness of, you know, how am I going to do? How is this going to work? But the success is there if you just keep on working at it. So I think that that's fantastic and like really awesome to see you do and get after. Yeah, absolutely. You can jump on and, and do anything. And nowadays YouTube is great for teaching yourself. Um, I teach myself stuff all the time just by watching a YouTube video. So it's really important for people to know that if you don't know it, you don't have the formal education mm -hmm. on YouTube, you can teach yourself just as good as anybody else can. No, you're absolutely right. And YouTube University, I mean, between YouTube and Google, I mean, you can truly, if you really wanted to, you know, you could learn anything you want to. You could basically get a degree online for free. It's just what yeah. you want to learn and how many videos and how much time you want to take to learn. 
you know? So I'm really happy to hear that. Like you said, teach yourself. There's courses out there, but everything you need is available, which is fantastic. Absolutely. So, you know, it sounds like you obviously you've been very successful with your job. You really seem to have a passion and a love for what you do. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, what happens outside of your job, you know, uh, kind of what you do to stay focused, what you do for fun. Do you have any side hustles that you do, you know, kind of what's the, let's call that your 80%, your 75, 80%. What's the rest of the 20, 25% that, uh, that you get up to? Um, I love to golf mm-hmm. as much as I can, especially up here. I only get like five months. So as much as I can. Uh, spend time with family. I, re- I really like to kind of just relax and hang out and watch movies and spend time with family. Um, mm-hmm. But I still exercise all the time. It keeps my mind focused, my body, you know, healthy. And uh, I really like just like doing little stuff around my house, whether it's working on the lawn or doing a new project or building stuff. Like, it keeps me busy, um, but it, it, le- it allows me to have people over to my house, which I love, um, socialize and, and communicate and um, hang out with people and have a good time. Uh, that's really what I do outside of, of work, uh, golf, hang out with family and friends and, and kind of, you know, just hang out. That's awesome, man. Um, I mean, I think relaxation time, it, it's so important. You can't, you can't go, go, go forever. I mean, we're not machines. We are humans. You know, we need that time to relax. Um, and I think it's fantastic that you do your golf. I mean, like I know, like you said, you're your five months and so you do as much as you can but i think it's really cool because it allows you that competitiveness you know know, as baseball players as like athletes we still like to be competitive when we can and it gives you that ability to refine a skill and get better at something continuously you know as long as possible because i mean the way i look I try to look at business is kind of like a competition. You want to do your best. You want to get better and refine, but you, like I said, you can't only refine and get better at that. So it's cool to see that you kind of have that outlet uh, in golf. Yeah. They say, you know, they say a lot of athletes or most athletes do well in the business world. Um, and I think it's true just because of how the nature you're brought up in and, and the competitiveness, like you said, practicing and, and continuing to build on that skill set, no matter what it is. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was, uh, I was talking to my buddy the other day, actually. I mean, talking about athletes doing well in business. You look at the three goats of basketball, you know, MJ, Kobe, and LeBron. I mean, not only are they phenomenal talents on the court, I mean, they are rock stars in the business world as well. And yep. I think you really got to take the mentality of I'm the best. I want to improve. I want to do the best that I can and you supply in different places. And I know you being a baseball player, being competitive, you wanting to win. Uh, and same with myself, we take that into the business world and we just apply it there as best as we can. I'm talking about Gary V. He hates to lose, even though he loves it. He hates it. He's competitive as all hell. So, you know, try and take the best, uh, <laughs> the best from that and apply it in business for sure. Absolutely. Um, no, that's all fantastic. Um, so, you know, obviously you've had a great ascension in your company. Um, I know you're a director now. What do you feel like are your next steps? You know, are you just kind of refining with where you're at right now? Do you have an established goal that you want to reach? You know, kind of what's the future looking like in your, in your opinion, in your mind right now? Um, I'm very happy with where I am right now. Uh, I, I love what I do. I love the people I do it with. Um, but I always want more. And that's, again, that athlete side coming out. Um, I want to be an executive one day, uh, vice president, executive, 
CMO. Uh, I don't think I'm fit for a CEO position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know my myself. I'm more towards a geared, you know, segment. Um, but that's my goal eventually one day. And I think I'm I'm on the right path. I just have to, you know, experience comes into play, and and you can't do anything about time. You just got to continue the path you're on. Um, you know, I never burn any bridges. I never close any doors. So I can't tell you what the future holds. Um, and if an opportunity presents itself and, and, you know, within my company, you know, who knows in the future, right? But I'm very happy with where I am. I love my company. Um, you know, they treat me very well uh, and I work as hard as I can for them. That's awesome, man. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, uh, keep on being hungry, always want more. But I really just want to emphasize what you said about knowing yourself and knowing that you want to be an executive. You want to be an executive, but you don't necessarily want to be a CEO. And I think that it is so important to understand about yourself, to really look inside and say, cool, the glitz and the glamour of being number one, but like, is that what I want? Is that what Evan wants? And I think that truly it's so powerful. And I think it's such a strength to be able to really look inside and say, what do I really want? Because at the end of the day, man, like titles and stuff, they're cool, but it's about what makes you happy. Exactly. Amen, man. Amen. What puts a smile on your face? What makes you happy to go to bed? What makes you happy when you wake up and decide to hit the day? If you're waking up hating being the number one, then why be number one? You know? Exactly. I feel the exact same way. That's awesome, man. So clearly you have been absolutely killing the game so far. And I mean, I, I am so proud of you to hear what you've accomplished and honestly, it's just a short amount of time. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Um, you know, what are a couple of things, one or two or however many that you think really contributed, you know, to your success? Like what are some of the, I'm going to say intangibles that you think really contribute to who you are as a person now and that got you to where you are today that we haven't discussed yeah. already? Yeah, um, work ethic for sure. Uh, I'm just a, just put my head down and work. Always mm-hmm. have been. It's kind of just who I am. Um, my, uh, my, I don't want to say ability, but my willingness and my, my want to build relationships with people the right people, um, putting effort towards those relationships, um, being open to communication both ways. Um, but for me, I think it's uh, hanging out with people where I want to be in the future. Um, I socialize and, and hang out with a lot of older, not old, but older people that are in that you know VP um, executive position where um, I learn so much and I just hang around them and I see their mannerisms and how they act and and you know envision myself in that in that position in the future and I think that's helped tremendously um and you know I it's fun I enjoy it it's not something that I have to do it's something I want to do mm-hmm. and uh that's definitely helped me besides just putting my head down and work and you know a lot of people say they do you know they want to do stuff um but not many actually put in the work to do it and I feel like I'm the opposite I I kind of keep my mouth quiet and just do it and, and let it, you know, things just show for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are my three biggest like takeaways for sure. That's awesome, man. Um, I want to go back to something you said about, you know, envisioning yourself somewhere. Um, when you say that, do you actually, you know, kind of set goals for yourself, go through like 
um, not actionable. Do you like in take time out of a day to maybe meditate and envision where you want to be? Or, you know, do you kind of do goal setting in that type of way? Or do, like you said, just kind of shut your mouth, work as hard as you can and see where it takes you. Yeah, no, I definitely, um, I don't necessarily meditate every day. Okay. Um, but I do like when I golf, it's very relaxing for me. It takes my mind off of just everything I have going on and puts me in that meditate state, so to speak. Um, when it comes to goal setting, I was actually talking to one of my, my colleagues about this a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I've been goal setting my whole life, sports, college, high school, whatever it may be. Um, I break out goals into macro and micro goals. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my macro goal is, yes, I want to be an executive one day, make X amount of money um, and do what I love to do. Um, and then I break that goal into micro goals. So part of my micro goals was becoming a director, you know, managing a team of 10 plus, um, you know, and then you have your daily and your life micro goals to lead up to your own goal, right? Buy a house, get married, so on and so forth. And that's how I look at everything. Um, I take a large goal, like trade shows, for example, when I coordinate a trade show, that's my macro goal coordinate the perfect trade show and I break that up into mini micro goals so mm. you know ordering services making sure everything's delivered on time it's like a stepping stone and pillars that I use to get to that macro goal that's huge and I really want to emphasize what you just said there you know you think about what your perfect trade show is what does it look like you envision it you see it happening but then you break it down into the micro goals and then within those micro goals how do you build up to achieve those micro goals you know because what is it? Um, some of the parts, the holes, some of the parts, whatever that saying is. So yeah, yeah. I think it's like really huge and it's really cool to see that you're really taking it seriously and kind of to see peer into the mind of how you make things happen, you know, that you want to have happen to the level you want them to happen. At, you know, yeah. I think it's really powerful. Very cool. Yeah, and you still have to have, have fun, right? And you still have to goof off a little bit, but you also have to separate the two of putting your head down and working so it's been fun for sure yeah absolutely um i mean look man it sounds like you've got a great system going it sounds like you've got your formula i'm not gonna say set but it seems like it's going in motion pretty well you know and uh <laughs> one of these um but no man i'm really proud of you it really sounds like you're killing the game it sounds like you've truly found your place and you know the path that you want to explore in life and get better in life and that's an absolute blessing because it's not easy to get there yeah and it's always evolving i'm not you know i trust me i struggle with a lot and i I work through it and i learn a lot and i have a lot of people that help me a lot of mentors and a lot of people that have helped me and still help me Mm -hmm. um so don't get me wrong they're my you know saving grace but um, I appreciate that. And, and uh, you too, continue. This is awesome what you're doing here. And I'm glad we got to reconnect finally after yeah. however many years of just being on Facebook and seeing what each other are doing and um, just keep up the good work. It's, it's, it's a good, good thing you're doing. Thanks, man. I, I really do appreciate that. I really do appreciate hearing that from you. Um, uh, so yeah, I, is there, um, is there anything else that you want to say that you haven't said? Is there, you know, one piece of advice that you kind of want to leave the audience with that you know you anything man that you haven't said before um piece of advice i've been getting this question a lot uh don't (laughs) don't leave any stone unturned keep all the doors open 
right? You never know what the future holds. Don't burn any bridges. Um, but always, always stay humble. Always understand that if you mess up, it's okay. Learn from it. Um, but just put your head down and just, and just get to work, no matter what it is, construction, marketing, sales, um, engineer, whatever it may be, just put your head down and, and work and, and always try to better yourself, whether that's physically, mentally, um, emotionally. Um, just always try to better yourself a little bit each day. I love that, man. Absolutely love that, especially the bettering yourself. I, that really connects with me so much. You know, I know for me, I try how it's a marathon, right? Just like baseball's a marathon, life's a marathon. I just know that I'm trying to be the best version of me that I can be. And it's not going to happen today or tomorrow, but uh, I'm working on it a little bit every day and you'll get there. Um, no, you're killing it, man. <laughs> hey man, I'm doing what I can. I appreciate it. Yo, and it was as a pleasure, dude. Thank you so much. Like honestly, I think you gave such great advice, such good actionable tips. Um, I think that it's really cool to see how far you've come in such a short period of time. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see where you do go in the long run. Cause I mean, dude, you're in your mid twenties, like you're just getting started, man. Like it's, awesome. it's going to be a cool, cool journey to see, man. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing with everyone. I know that you definitely helped a lot of people. You provided a lot of value today. So thank you. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Again, it was awesome to reconnect and uh, stay in touch always. No, dude, of course. Um, uh, and uh, I think that's where we can wrap it up, man. Um, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, listening. Uh, I'm happy that you're all here to listen to uh, me, Taku, and reconnect with my boy Evan over here. Um, this is that Tony show. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day and a great week, everyone. Take care. Peace.